Momo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. I can't believe we're up to number 20 already, which actually probably shouldn't be a surprise because we're both full of shit. Now, these stories are stories that Adam slash Redmond and I have written, and uh, don't worry, there's plenty more to come. So I hope you enjoy this one, which we call Photo Opportunity. This is actually written by me, and it, it sort of harks back to my love of early Street and Custom magazine, and uh, the story is written by the Australian legend Paul Kelly. Photo Opportunity, written by Simon Major. We've been having a serious spring cleaning at home recently and I came across some photos that have quite a backstory. As a teen in the mid 80s I used to pore over car magazines. Street Machines Plankman and Wayne and Vicky were great regular features but my favourite was Kelly's column, yes both spelt with a K, in the now long defunct Street and Custom magazine. I'd read it religiously and repeatedly. Paul Kelly was already a legend of the Australian custom scene 30 years ago and he was a steward period builds of the 50s, 60s and 70s styles that were quickly losing favour as we edged toward the stock body boredom of the 90s through to now. Paul's column and stories introduced me to Australian custom pioneers such as Dale Fisher as well as many groundbreaking Australian custom cars, most of which were built well before my time. This interest saw me regularly pedal my BMX to Marriott's book exchange at Asgrove, Brisbane where they sold cheap copies of 1960s Australian Hot Rod and Australian Hot Rodding Review magazines. For under 10 bucks, I'd fill a backpack and pedal home to immerse myself in cars from two decades earlier. One of Paul's columns that really triggered something with me about how as a young bloke with a box browning camera, he'd poke and prod his way around the neighbourhood taking photos of wrecked and abandoned cars or projects in the works, often through cracks in gates or over fences, marking their place in time, I guess. I'd not long been given a fully automatic camera by my folks and I knew of some wrecks so around 1988 my good mate Paul Jones and I headed off on an adventure to explore the massive horse paddocks and bush near Hilda Road, The Gap. We were well familiar with this area. A few years earlier we'd been part of a posse of kids who'd built the coolest BMX track on vacant land across from these paddocks at the corner of Hilda and Kaluma Roads. Kids from all walks of life and schools banded together with shovels and picks building berms and jumps, forging new friendships over hard yakka. Of course, by 1985, that track was mown down for houses and our grassroots social network never recovered, but I digress. Pete and I hit our BMX in the lantana that surrounded the paddocks and we followed the horse tracks in on foot. We'd found this Morris Ute and an early main line. I swear I've still got the build plate off that main line here but sadly I broke the glove box V8 badge while trying to remove it. There were vintage truck cabs galore, a 36 Ford sedan and an old Willys 7. There was even a Model T chassis with a brass radiator, plus plenty of other cool cars ready for the snapping. But that wasn't to be. After taking only two photos, I heard the ominous whir of the camera rewinding. I couldn't believe it. Being fun teens, we'd taken a heap of dumb photos on the way over. My neighbour's HJ Ute, some random dog, a HQ Premier with huge jelly beans on the back, Pete jumping his bike, and oddly enough, a plastic bag on the roadside that was full of bongs. After 10 photos, we'd sensibly called it quit to leave us with 14 shots on the Kodak 24 roll, except it was a 12-shot film. Seriously, the tight ass at the camera shop had given us a free 12-exposure roll instead of the promised 24, which was ridiculous, and I was too naive to know better and check. Anyway, we kept on trucking and found a heap more cars, and most notably, a black Morris Oxford somehow jammed between two trees. And we wondered at the HG Holden that was hit so hard in the front end 
the headlights were hard up against the firewall and the front doors were jammed permanently open wide. I ponder now over the rotten EK ute that we smashed the windows on. In brackets, hey, I never said we weren't little pricks. It was a smidge over 25 years old then and the equivalent of a VR Commodore today. Sadly, I never made time to get back and take more photos. Cars and chasing chicks took over and within a few years the paddocks got cleared out and turned into huge housing estates. But that column of Paul's has always stuck with me and for the past 30 years I've taken pics of interesting things. Anything really. Through my travels from wrecking yards and towing yards to sheds and the roadside. Part of this current cleanout included the retrieval and cataloguing of my old car magazines. Memories in print that I've been reminiscing over and treating as treasures of my youth. These well-thumbed pages offer up cars, names and events that have long disappeared from our scene. It saddens me to think that the pleasure of curling up and devouring a great hard copy book or magazine will likely become an experience lost to future generations addicted to screens, especially as digital subscriptions disappear through lost passwords, hard drives crash and iPads supersede. The end. Roddy A, that wraps that one up. It was great times hanging out, being a dickhead teen in the 80s, that's for sure. Now, keep an ear out. Our new Thong Slappers is a regular show, number 25. That'll be out next week. And, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of special guests coming up in the next few months. So uh, keep an ear out and hope you enjoy them too. Cheers. Cheers.